Hey, Spotify, real quick, before we get started, please make sure to follow us right here on Spotify. You might have to click my name, Bob Enyart, to see the follow button. Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Of course, the news has been focused on the unrest, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, but also, interestingly, their alliance, and this doesn't get as much attention, with Islam. So in studio, we haven't seen you, Richard Roy Blake, in about three years. Welcome back to Bob and Yurt Live. Thank you, Bob. Richard, before we get to your book, The Stealth Saudi Arabian Takeover of America, I'd like to talk about Project Moses Colorado, your group, and we need to go back a few years, maybe two years, because there was a gal in Pakistan being persecuted, her and her family. Who was her family? It was well, well, uh, her daughter. Yeah, her husband, who is the uh, Pakistani Christian who'd been accused of blasphemy, did manage to get to the United States. Yes, right. They, but they are stuck there so, in, in hiding. So our church, Denver Bible Church, in our meager efforts, thanks to your leadership, we tried to help. Could you give us an update on what happened? I don't think we want to mention her name we, no. we weren't able to provide get a work visa, even though we set up a job for her right. and some funds, some financial support. But what ended up happening? The embassy, the U.S. embassy in Pakistan turned down uh, the application for a work visa and pocketed the $300 fee. Mm-hmm. I've been told subsequently by Pakistani Christians that no Christians are employed other than the ambassador in uh, the Pakistani embassy in, for the United States. The U.S. embassy. Yeah. The, the American US embassy. embassy. Yeah. Um, so, of course, there'd be a bias by the embassy staff in trying to help a Pakistani woman who's now a Christian emigrate to America. Exactly. And it's really tough right now. Well, of course, everything's frozen. Her husband is uh, having an asylum hearing or when one was supposed to be scheduled, but it's been because of COVID. It's just been postponed. I don't know how long that's going to be. And that's actually now her best hope for getting over here is that if he gets asylum, then then uh, he, he can get him in. But uh, right now, uh, it, it's so uh, we're not using her name. Let me call her Anna. Uh, have you heard anything about Anna and her daughter recently? Well, without exposing too much, um, having to do with the uh, Christian underground in Pakistan, which is actually a pretty good underground. And and one, and it's actually a selfish reason that I want the Pakistanis here, because they can give us some tips. They've, they face the enemy head on. Wow. Yeah. You've got to be courageous to be a Christian in America. We talk about being persecuted, but it's nothing like true persecution. No, no. Right. No, uh, we're also, uh, Project Moses Colorado is also helping a family of Pakistani Christians that fled to Thailand, and they're in uh, Thailand. They actually, they uh, received UN asylum, but they haven't received any resettlement. And the situation there was that a young Christian man married and uh, converted to Christianity, uh, a Muslim woman from a militant society, and they had to flee. Uh, actually, all 17 of the extended family fle- fled because in Pakistan, they believe in the hostages. If they can't get you, they'll get your brother. If they can't get your brother, they'll get your cousin. 
So uh, absolutely, just to the extent that the Nazis believed in, uh, in, uh, in hostages, uh, that's the situation in Pakistan. When the media, not only nationally throughout the West, and certainly in Colorado and in Denver, when the media, when they say that Islam is a peaceful religion, well, where? That's a good question to start with. Well, where? Where they have power, where are they peaceful? Countries that have laws calling for the death penalty for a Muslim who converts to Christianity or some other religion, mm -hmm. but typically it would be to Christianity. We're talking about Saudi Arabia, Iran, and four other Islamic countries. Folks could find that on our website at kgov.com slash terror. But literally, these are laws. The left, they like to say that they're against mixing religion and politics, but they're, they fawn all over themselves like Joe Biden did this past week to praise Islam in Saudi Arabia. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about the Mecca of Islam. Right. It's Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. in Iran. These in other countries, literally where potentially the law says you can be put to death if you convert. Well, yeah, when I looked into it, it was between 9 and 12. And then, of course, uh, Sudan just repealed, and that's great news, Sudan just repealed the death penalty for apostasy. Oh. So, so we're, you know, uh, you know, we're actually uh, making progress in, in Sudan. Uh, the whole reason for the creation of South Sudan mm -hmm. was, was the persecution of, of their Christian anonymous minority, and uh, they actually succeeded in taking some territory away from the Ummah. So... You know, that that was actually good news. But well, well, that's great to hear because Sudan is one of those four countries that I was including there. Mm -hmm. uh, some countries have the same potential penalty. We're talking about being executed for denigrating Muhammad even. Right. That's blas called and blasphemy. Allah. Yeah. 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 Blasphemy, yes. And yeah. That's, that's what Christians are arrested for usually if— um, if, if, if a Christian gets active in Pakistan, and especially if they start uh, getting some Islamic converts, and, we, and they have been getting some Islamic converts. Mm. So actually, in Pakistan, uh, even, despite the fact that between 500 and 700 Pakistani Christian girls are kidnapped every year and forcibly oh. converted to Islam. Oh, uh, no. Yes. Um, and, and the Pakistani and government does nothing about it. Where would that come from? The underground there? That stat, uh, it's it's online. You, you can find it a, a zillion places online. Where, where uh, the Pakistani Christian um, organizations, particularly the one in Britain, are very good at monitoring the situation. Mm -hmm. Like I say, and and they have very good communications. So your project Moses Colorado, could you talk to us a bit more about that before we get to the book, the Stealth Saudi Arabian Takeover of America? Okay, Project Moses Colorado. We're five one c three. Uh, nonprofit. Uh, we we help right now. We're we're, we're helping persecuted and threatened Pakistani Christians mostly. Um, that's the second largest uh, Christian minority in the um, in the Islamic world. The largest, of course, are the Coptics in uh, Egypt, uh, and they are intensely persecuted. But they are they are brave. They're they're holding their ground. And uh, uh, I met some um, right after nine eleven. Uh, because we were doing, a, 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 my second ex and I uh, had started a travel agency, and we were doing a, a cruise through the Mediterranean, and all the a lot of the employees on the boat were were Christians that from from Islamic nations. Mm. 
where they're persecuted, they were the most wonderful people. It, it really reminded wow. me of what Great. the original Christians must be like. So, mm. uh, so we've been working very hard. If you want to support Project Moses Colorado, and if you shop on Amazon, uh, just go to smileamazon.com. Right, and, and yeah. Make, make, where you could choose a— Choose a charity, yes. A charity. Yeah, and just put Project Moses Colorado as your charity— and then just remember to log in to Smile. You can go right to your, every, every time you get back on Amazon, you can go right to your cart. So, yeah. so Moses, let my people go. Yes. So you guys are helping persecuted Christians exactly. in Islamic countries. Right. Thank you for doing that. And I, I'm so sad that we had so far no success with Anna, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're, we're still working. Uh, her uh, her uh, husband... Who, who did make it to the U.S. Uh, has an asylum hearing coming up, but because of COVID, it's been put off indefinitely. And actually, that's now her best chance if he was to get asylum, uh, and then he could bring them over. But uh, failing that, uh, I've been, she doesn't want to go to Thailand. Uh, that's the easiest place for a, a Pakistani Christian to flee to is Thailand because uh, you can get a tourist visa. And of course, and then they go and apply for asylum at the U.N. and the UN waits years and years and years, so they overstay their tourist visa, and then they can get rounded up by the Pakistani, or I'm sorry, the Thai authorities, mm. and basically held for ransom, basically for their bail. Wow. Yeah. So, and and they're not allowed to work in Thailand either. Mm. So, so like I said, they're starving right now because they're being uh, deliberately denied food aid uh, in both Thailand and Pakistan. Oh, so, uh, we're trying to help them. Oh, and if you want to reach me directly, uh, my address six eight three four. South University Boulevard, number 242, Centennial, Colorado, 80122. And 80122. Yeah, address it to me or Project Moses Colorado. And we'll put that address on the written description of the website Very good. at kgov, kgov.com. And you could also find this kgov.com slash Richard Blake. That's another way to find the this program and the previous program we did. So, Richard, now as we move over into Saudi Arabia as an enemy of America, of course, today we talk about China and Russia. You have done a lot to investigate Saudi Arabia. But even before that, could we remind our audience of the Denver Islamic Terror Connections? Because they're real, and it's the Denver Islamic Society. This is one of the two largest mosques in the entire state of Colorado. And it has serious ties to terror and international terrorism. You may remember a while back, uh, if you follow current events, an American citizen was killed by a drone in Yemen. Uh, that American was a guy named Anwar al-Awlaki. Oh, yeah. And he was the, he cut his teeth. He, that His very first assignment as, a, as an um, uh, Islamic uh, imam was at the Denver Islamic Society, which is just uh, south of Evans on Birch in Denver. Anyway, he left Denver for San Diego, where he linked up with two of the guys that would go on to become 9-11 hijackers. And he was their spiritual advisor. Then he went to Falls Church, Virginia, where there's a very militant mosque in North Virginia. And uh, another three uh, he was a spiritual advisor to. He was a spiritual advisor to the Fort Hood shooter, to the London subway bombers. I've, I've forgotten. Uh, there's so sure. many so many that have said it. He was, he was, he was one of the great terrorist uh, insp inspirations. Yeah, he's their imam, basically, even if it's 
over recorded videos online. Now, the Denver Islamic Society, the financier, one of the financiers behind their founding was himself a terrorist. Right. And a member of the Saudi royal family. Who last I knew he was in federal prison. I imagine he's still there. He was convicted of raping an underage Indonesian girl. And she actually was purchased. He purchased her in Saudi Arabia and she was rescued by local law enforcement. You recall that? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, she well. was uh, chained to the water heater in this imam's basement. And the left, the media, they're supposed to be so concerned about all these issues, Richard. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to Muslims treating women worse than animals mm -hmm. and denying women and millions of people, hundreds of millions of basic liberties... It's as though the left and the media, as though they appreciate it. Would you say that the Colorado media, other than when you've been on Peter Boyles on KHAL Radio, you've only been on this program a few times, but other than outlets like that, the Colorado mainstream media, have they reported on the Denver Islamic community's connection to terrorism. No, in fact, uh, they uh, Channel Nine did a pretty much a puff piece about the Denver Islamic Society when they decided to hold their open houses, and because I, t I, t I, w I when I found out about it, I went to their second open house, and I decided to act as a truth squad and ended up getting arrested. You got arrested <laughs> there. I think that was the occasion of one of our shows. Yes, it was. Yes, yes. yes. Um, uh, the the uh, the result of the case, uh, I was charged with trespassing, even though I wasn't on the premises at the time that I was charged with trespassing, mm. uh, and um, uh, disturbing the peace. And uh, I was I was found not guilty. I had to represent myself in court because I, I went through three different attorneys. Uh, I had to represent myself in court, and um, and I appreciate getting mm -hmm. the conclusion of mm -hmm. that episode mm -hmm. because at the time mm -hmm. we didn't know that you would eventually be found not guilty. Well, not guilty of trespassing only. I was found guilty of the disturbance charge. Oh, and I appealed. And that. this was an open house. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I was assaulted by three Muslims. Three, three it was there was a bit a, a rather large lady who started showing me I can't hit a woman, so I didn't. You know, I, I'm yeah, just of course, keep, keep right. retreating. I just keep retreating, and she she pushes me all the way up against the wall. A guy uh, who it turns out is a lawyer and who was once their uh, business agent grabs my left hand, and uh, and I, but I can't get to him except through her. Fortunately, what happened then was Shemsi, who is the imam at uh, uh, the North Glen, used to be the imam. He left. He left. Um, grabbed my uh, right arm. Yeah, grabbed my right arm, and. Uh, I was able to pull out of that and come back like this, and he ducked, and they all let go of me at that point. And so, so then what? Then you <laughs> left the premises? or Yeah, yeah. then I walked—well, I went out in the parking lot, and we had some more discussions with some of the other Muslims, and then I, then I went—I was, I was about a block and a half away when they arrested me. So. We were there, I told you, when you were in studio with uh, quite a few of our Christian friends, including mutual friends Ken and Joe Scott— and we went to the mosque, well, to the Denver Islamic Society, to share the gospel. And the media picked this up. We announced at our meeting the night before we're going to go to share the gospel at this local mosque. And it turns out that when we got there, the FBI was there, <laughs> Homeland Security, Arapahoe County Sheriff's Department, uh -huh. and other law enforcement agencies 
it was really shocking. And so they had their imams and their elders, if you will, and a bunch of strong, tall men all lined up. And on one side of the street, we had about maybe 80 of us across the street. And so I held the hand of one of our young kids uh-huh. and walked across the street. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we had the opportunity to share the gospel for about an hour, very significant. Hmm. But at that time, the media is painting us as though we hate Muslims. And it seems like those who hate Muslims the most, well, the primary victims of Islamic extremism are Muslims. So anything less than a full effort to identify and defeat Islamic terror is hatred. I think it's hatred from the Western left. And it's a self-loathing when it's by Muslims themselves, when they stand in the way of defeating Islamic terror. Yeah, well, I, I, w- I would go further and say that uh, uh, I feel that uh, <clears throat> we need to—Islam uh, has thus far shown that it uh, has been completely unable to reform. And I, I, I mentioned even— uh, uh, possible theological way they could do it one time to some Kurds, because I thought the Kurdish practice of Islam is, is, is different than the, than the Saudi Arabian or the Iranian. The PKK and all yeah. out in Eastern yeah. Turkey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, um, uh, <clears throat> I said, well, uh, well, first of all, they, they told me, well, we have no interest in uh, saving Islam. <laughs> wow, that is interesting. <laughs> so, the Kurds have helped our friends who've gone to Mount Ararat year after year uh-huh. since the coup attempt against Erdogan about three years ago. There have been no archaeological expeditions on Ararat, but before that, for decades, almost every year, dozens of efforts, a tremendous amount of snow, and it's so fascinating, that whole effort. Richard, at the time and always, the media, the alleged journalist at the Denver Post and so on, when they said that Islam is tolerant, we ask if Islam is a religion of tolerance, well, then how many synagogues are in Mecca? I, I wonder, you know, mm-hmm. that's a city of 500 square miles and a million people. And the answer is none. And then how many churches are in the entire country of Saudi Arabia? The last I checked, it's been maybe two years. The answer was none. How could it be a religion of tolerance if there are none? Well, it's a religion of tolerance, and if you don't think so, they won't tolerate you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a great—like, in Rome, in Italy, there's the great synagogue of Rome, there's the mosque of Rome, and yet the media says that Islam is the religion of tolerance. So absurd. And Joe Biden just said that he's he's sad that our public schools don't teach more about Islam and— We're speaking with Richard Roy Blake. Richard, that reminded me of George W. Bush. For eight years, he said these wonderful things about Muhammad, the Koran, Islam. Nothing nice about Jesus. Not one word. Mm -hmm. Nothing nice about the Bible, but just with the most mellifluous words describing Islam. Yeah, yeah. And it's, well... I believe that the Saudi Arabians committed an act of war against us on 9-11. 
it was an attempted decapitation strike, uh, fortunately, because the brave people in uh, on Flight 93, the, mm. the, the one that was going to go to the White House, did not get there. Yeah. Uh, the one that was going to take the Capitol out couldn't find the Capitol, so they went <laughs> after the Pentagon. So anyway, uh, they, and they basically got away with it. And uh, we, we uh, expedited uh, getting them out of the country. When Anwar al-Awlaki, in order to uh, – who the man I mentioned who was uh, with the Denver Islamic Society yeah. and uh, – uh, uh, Killed in a drone strike in in, in Yemen. Well, right. uh, what the uh, what the, after nine eleven he uh, the the they, uh, FBI said that they felt he was at the heart of the story of uh, of of nine eleven. But in early two thousand two, he tries to go through uh, uh, an airport with a fake passport to get out of the country. He gets caught for the fake passport, but they hand him over to the Saudi Arabian embassy who then shift him off to London. He's first in London, and then he's in Yemen, where he becomes the uh, uh, one of the leaders of al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula in Yemen. And then he was killed by the drone strike. But, of course, he's the reason you can't take large bottles of liquids on airplanes now, because mm. he, he was the author of that mm -hmm. uh, attempt. So, Richard Roy Blake, what do you think should be America's policy in regards to Saudi Arabia? They have about a trillion dollars in assets here in the United States that could be seized to pay for 9-11. That's about the economic damage that was done on 9-11. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I would end if they were if they increase um, uh, terrorist attacks, I would seize their oil. I would overthrow their. There are Saudi dissidents who would step in. And, and we know who they are. Some of them are in prison. Some of them have been killed. So most of them are in exile. We could put a Saudi government in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the very first freeze their assets in the United States, freeze their assets and actually attempt to topple their government. Right. Wow. And that's uh, way outside. of. Oh, the yeah, because they're considered an ally of the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah. they're they're our <laughs> friends. And it's difficult when your friends are the enemy. That happens all the time, especially in politics, especially to conservative Christians they think just like Israel in the Bible, where God said, trust in me, obey me, and that's your best of all possible futures, obey me and honor me. Instead, they in fear went and made alliances, for example, with Egypt, and they thought they would be safe if they could enter into treaties with Egypt and Pharaoh. And God got so angry at them because they were literally then submitting to foreign gods and foreign allegiances and rejecting the true God. Exactly. And exactly. so our politics today, I would say, even though we're fast forward from the time of, say, Jeremiah, 2,600 years later, it's the same exact error being committed by our Christian leaders and our political leaders. Also, I wanted to mention that the book that tells you just exactly how bad the Saudis have infiltrated us, they're infiltrating our educational system like you wouldn't believe, sponsoring Islamic studies programs at uh, almost all the uh, prestigious universities, trying to insert Islamic propaganda, even at the elementary school level. Anyway, the book is called The Stealth Saudi Arabian Takeover of America. I'm one of the three authors, but it only lists the George Walters, which... Uh, on the cover. On the cover. And the you're the public face I'm the public of this face book. of this book. Yeah. Right. And your name is in the first page of right. the I'm authors. Right. I'm the third author down. So Richard Roy Blake. Perhaps we could go back to the Denver Islamic scene for a moment. Because, Richard, we made an effort to teach Christians when they fight 
to end abortion. Don't regulate child killing. Don't regulate murder. Don't regulate rape. It would be like trying to regulate ISIS in saying that ISIS, they need to provide an anesthetic before they behead someone. It's It'd be insane and immoral. Well, we made up a graphic and we included it in our full page ad to Donald Trump in the Washington Times. And it was just hyperbole. It was absurd. It was a graphic of a jihadist and it said urging ISIS to get parental consent before letting a minor join. And we just made that up. It turns out that the Denver Post, and it might be the same puff piece that you mentioned, but they were trying to defend the local mosque and one of their elders who said our teenagers shouldn't just go off and join jihad. They should first get parental consent. I couldn't believe that the Denver Post put that in to show how reasonable they are. No, exactly. Yeah. It, it's as absurd as can be. Well, it's it's some of the the Post had to address the issue to some extent because there's a lot of blowback about Alaki, Alaki, first American killed by a drone strike overseas, and all that. They got, yeah, their hand is yeah. forced to write uh, something about right. it, mm-hmm. but they write puff pieces. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> when it's Christian groups that do not one ten-thousandth of what these Muslim terrorist groups do. Mm -hmm. They paint us, like Operation Rescue Colorado, for years that we were operating here in in the Denver area, Boulder, they said we were violent. I mean, violent. Their their evidence, uh, a wife tossed a paper sack lunch to her husband at a rescue and they reported that projectiles were launched uh, and Operation Rescue became violent again. Oh man. Whereas the media, why CNN reporter will be in front, this is just like two months ago, of downtown burning arson attacks. And he, while he's saying the protest is mostly peaceful. So with Islam, they're not reporters, they're not journalists. They're propagandists. Exactly. Exactly. And they're doing the Saudi bidding. The Saudis have actually, the Brownstein law firm here, which hosts Republican events, and who uh, one of their partners is a guy who used to be Hickenlooper, used to be Hickenlooper's chief of staff, Doug Friednash. They they are lobbyists for the government of Saudi Arabia. They've uh, lobbied the prosecution uh, in the Yemen war, which is a genocidal Mm -hmm. war. I would expect college campuses to be going crazy about what's going on in Yemen, but they're not because the Saudis have infiltrated. So enemy of my enemy is my friend. And what's behind most of this, like Eric Metaxas said on Fox News this past week, he said, when we see the unrest in America, the rage, it's not about the police. It's a hatred of God. It's a rage toward their creator. And so the left recognizes that Islam rejects Christianity. And so they have this natural affinity. It doesn't matter that these Muslims would behead most of the leaders of the left in America. They would literally behead them, given the opportunity. But they just make every defense of Islam. Well, it's it's the old United Front uh, strategy that uh, the Bolsheviks, for instance, used, which is you you any any anything with any unrest going on, you you join in and you, you mm. become allied with them, mm-hmm. uh, and they they see you as allies, and but uh, as with the Bolsheviks, pretty soon you end up controlling the whole thing. Yeah, the squad in Congress, mm-hmm. you know, pro Black Lives Matter, Marxist socialist, pro Islam even radical Islam and, of course, anti-Semitic, 
We want to see the destruction of Israel and so on. Yes. In our last minute, Richard Roy Blake, the best way to get a hold of you to keep up with your work, other than the street address that we'll put on our website, and the best way to get the book, what's the best way for folks to find you online? Okay. Uh, Project Moses Colorado has a Facebook page. Okay. And uh, Project Moses Colorado. Mm-hmm. Project Moses Colorado. Okay. And then to get the book, The Stealth Saudi Arabian Takeover of America by George Walters, Michael Jurgens, and Richard Roy Blake. Best way to get the book? Amazon. <laughs> okay. They, ha- they haven't banned the book, huh? No, no. It's, uh, I, I, can't, I couldn't even believe that Project Moses Colorado got a 501c3. Yeah. Because right. it's that so, is surprising. So, so, so Christian. But. Yeah. You succeeded in two ways where we failed years ago before Lois Lerner was a gleam in Obama's eye. We could not get a 501c3 for Bob and Yarrett Live. They led us around like fools for two years. And then Amazon, we're selling our materials, and they cancel our account because we're against homosexuality. How's that one? And they sell books, including Pedophilia, the Radical Case, how homosexuals can molest young children under eight. And they still sell that book to this very day, Richard. So thank you for your work, Mm -hmm. and thank you for the love of those who are persecuted. Thank you, Bob. Hey, Spotify, thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, kgov.com. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the program. If you've enjoyed this episode, go ahead and tell a friend about us or share the link. We'd really appreciate it. This is Bob Enyart for kgov.com. May God bless you.